I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Here's Alexis Sanchez! What a finish! Walcott's going to go through and score! Into the middle. Giroud! It's two! Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of the 23rd of November 2015. I'm Russell Hargreaves. On today's show, Jack Wilsh is here to talk about how fatherhood has changed his life. Rowan Ricketts is our Arsenal insider. We've got a very special interview with celebrity gooner and boxer James DeGale. But let's kick off with the weekend review. Arsenal returned to Premier League action after the international break on Saturday when they travelled to the Hawthorns to face West Bromwich Albion and the Gunners broke the deadlock just before the half-hour mark through Olivier Giroud. Gunners have a free kick and it will be Mesut Ozil to take in. Mertesacker and Giroud and Koscielny and Alexis and Gibbs round the back all looking for delivery. Santi Cazorla outside the penalty area. Ozil will kill one. It's terrific delivery and the header from Olivier Giroud finds the corner. And it's that combination once again that has proved so successful this season. Terrific ball in and a deft header finding the bottom corner. That was Giroud's sixth goal in his last seven games. And we all thought that Arsenal were on course for top spot in the Premier League. But the game got turned on its head in a frantic five-minute period. First, James Morrison equalised for the home side. And then Mikel Arteta put through his own net to put the baggies in front. Rondon breaking forward now for West Brom. Five minutes to go until the break. One apiece. The Venezuelan has it. McLean calling for it. Through towards McLean. Can he bring it back on the byline? Oh, and he's gone into the back of the net. It's an own goal. Nacho Monreal, unfortunately, I think. Or is it Mikel Arteta? I'm not quite sure who got the final touch on that one. Whoever it was... It means that West Brom, having been a goal down, lead by two goals to one. Arsenal search for an equaliser in the second half with Joel Campbell missing a golden opportunity. But the best chance fell to Santi Cazorla seven minutes from time after Alexis had been pulled back in the box and he won a penalty. And Santi Cazorla has got a brilliant opportunity here to level things up for the Gunners with six and a half minutes remaining. It's Santi Cazorla against Bozmai Hill here in front of the Arsenal supporters for 2-2. Oh, and he's knocked it over the crossbar. He slipped as he tried to take, and he's got it all wrong. And he looks at the penalty spot, then he looks at his boots. And the bottom line is that Arsenal's chance is gone. Cazorla was so unlucky, slipping at the vital moment. And that would be Arsenal's last chance to salvage a point. In his press conference after the game, Arsene Wenger reflected on a bad afternoon for the Gunners. 
Uh, the result doesn't reflect the game, but uh, we have to look at ourselves. I think at uh, one nil up, we became a bit too easy, and uh, the goal was scored, the equaliser was scored, sums it up well. You know, you know, he doesn't even need to hit the ball, and that's where we have to mature. Because in the second half, we gave absolutely everything, and we're unlucky. It was a bad day because we scored an own goal, we missed a penalty, and. Uh, uh, overall, didn't deserve to lose this game, but we have to look at ourselves and think uh, why did it happen to us? And uh, and I believe that we lost a bit, a fraction focus uh, uh, once we were one nil up. Mattia Flamini, who was a second half substitute for the Gunners, spoke about how the team must now put that result behind them and focus ahead. It's a shame, it's a shame because uh, we started the game well, we had uh, one nil up, and then after the score, just before the half time, and uh, it became uh, more more difficult for us, so we tried to to push on the second half. We had uh, some opportunity, but today uh, disappointing, of course, because uh, we didn't get any point. Yes, let's say today uh, we're going to recover and uh, and we'll have time to think about the grab. We know how important is this game, and uh, we'll do everything to to win it. So that's the final word on the weekend's action. The attention now turning to that must-win Champions League group stage game against Dinamo Zagreb on Wednesday evening. We'll talk about that with our Arsenal insider next. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Our Arsenal insider this week is the former Gunners midfielder and FA Youth Cup winner Rowan Ricketts. Rowan, great to have you on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast, mate. How are you doing? It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast of the club where I started my career. Pleasure. We'll talk a little bit about that and a few of your stories in a few minutes if we can, but let's start with a huge game for Arsenal this coming Wednesday evening, up against Zagreb, of course, in the Champions League. And to be fair, they need six points now to have a good chance of qualifying for the knockout stages. Do you think they can do it? Yeah, I believe they can. Um, it's going to take a lot of um, mental toughness because they're on a bad run at the moment. I haven't won in November. Um, and it's funny, um, I, was, I was talking about this the other day, with um, Ian Wright, and I was saying that in the winter time, um, the, the, the technical, more technical players, and I also have quite a few of those guys. They have obviously Sanchez, um, who, the foreign lads, and Ozil and Cazola. And as it gets colder, I feel they may suffer, but I'm hoping that they have enough character to overcome it and um, get the results that Arsenal need. And what have you made of the whole season so far, Rowan? Because it's been good in patches, there's been some brilliant results, particularly in the league, but then tempered with a few European losses and obviously the West Brom game this weekend just gone as well. It's been a strange one because um, obviously a lot of teams um, haven't played potential, so that has allowed Arsenal to kind of stay in the hunt. I mean, obviously look at Chelsea, um, and yeah. they've had a nightmare so far, so that's allowed Arsenal, probably giving them a bit of confidence and belief but I think they've done well, you know. I mean, Walcott, he, he started off really well, started the season, was getting goals, playing the more central position, and they've looked really well, Cazola in the midfield, pulling the strings, and at the back, they've looked solid. But of late, they've been... Um, they've, they've, put, they've, they've worried me. And so I'm hoping that this, uh, these next two games in the Champions League can deliver some positive results and we can see Arsenal go through. And that's the other thing, isn't it? You touched on it there, Rowan. Injuries have been a problem as well. They've lost quite a few key players and, and one or two more racking up now. Yeah, I, I look at the injuries and I'm, I'm a believer in like giving other people an opportunity. So 
this is the Arsenal Football Club that we're talking about. So as much as we can look at the injuries and they're missing some key bodies, if you look at some of the players, there's still some quality players. So, I mean, it's a real quick, but Flamini's been on the bench of late. He's another quality player. Arteta, um, Joe Campbell, another hopefully future star. So we still, still sure he's come back into the fray. This is a guy that was a regular last season. So there's still, for me, there's quality in abundance. And obviously, just going back to your time at the club when you were coming through as a young player, it is tough, isn't it, to get your opportunity? And I'm sure you would just think that some of these lads, like you wanted to do, can get a run in the first team now and, and try and take that, that, that chance. Yeah, listen, whilst me and Neil Bamford was talking about it, it's miles different now. Back in the day, I was fighting with Patrick Vieira. I was cleaning the man's boots, and then I was fighting, trying to get in the, uh, <laughs> the squad of him. So it was, a, it was a whole different ball game back then. But, yeah, I think these guys got a lot more opportunity to get in the squad, especially now due to the injuries. And, um, yeah, and, but Arsenal's been quite fair. Obviously, he's got his starting 11, but he's still got some players there that he's from the youth team, like from the reserve team that they've had in amongst the squad. And I think now's the time where a lot of these guys, they've got to snatch the opportunity to do just like what Cochrane has done, made himself a, st a staple in the team. Yeah, completely agree with you. And as you say, some need to go out on loan potentially or just bide their time via the Youth League, the Reserve League and, and come through and shine. I mean, just looking back to you, you played in a brilliant FA Cup youth winning team, didn't you, with David Bentley, Steve Sidwell, Jermaine Pennant. That was a, a really talented group. Yeah, it's um, regarded as many at the club as like the best generation to come out of Arsenal that actually never went on and played because we was, to say unfortunate, it was, it was good for Arsenal Football Club, but unfortunately for us, after we went back to back youth clubs and we had a formidable team, we were playing against, we were trying to break into the team when Arsenal were known as the Invincibles. Like, it was like literally, not impossible, but it was very, very difficult because you're competing against a team that at the time was one of the best top three easy in the world. Um, but I'm grateful for the, the experience and dedication that I received from Arsenal, 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 Arsenal Wenger, Neil Bamfield, Don Howe, and many more. And what an amazing club. And I spent eight, eight and a half great years there. And obviously from there, you then took the decision to, to move to Spurs of all places, as we know, where I remember watching you play, of course, a good number of times. That move across North London, which, to be fair, not that many players make, must have been quite a, quite a challenging one initially. It was, but like I said to everyone, football for us is a, it's a job. It's a passion, but it's a job. So at the time, competing with all these players at Arsenal, um, I didn't mind competing. But then I got an opportunity to go and play for Tottenham and be a regular um, in within the first-team squad, um, at least training every day with the first team, and it was going to be easy for me to break through. Um, Glenn Hoddle, and this is a big, big thing, Glenn Hoddle, who was also a player for Arsenal Wenger, had the exact type of, same philosophy as Arsenal Wenger. Mm. So for me, it was kind of like a easy fit in footballing team, and, and I got great education at Arsenal, and I could go and further that and play like, Nearly sixty, nearly sixty games for for Spurs, and I can I give much of the credit to Arsenal because, like I said, that's where I got my grounding. 
and you look at some of the players in this current squad who've come through a similar route to you, I think of Jack Wilshire for one, who we've been featuring earlier on this week's edition of the podcast. Um, again, great man to, to work for and look up to and learn from and, and hopefully continue to make those steps. Oh, yeah, Arsenal really is phenomenal. I remember when he came to the club, I, was, I think I was about 14 years old, 13, 14 years old, and the guy literally came and revolutionised things, like the way things were done, the way the way we ate, um, the way we trained back then. I'm not I'm not sure if um, he's um, evolved with the, the training methods um, of recent years, but I remember the way that he wanted to play football, and it was based around technique, and yeah, so players like Jack Wilshire. They've, they've flourished under this type of philosophy. And hopefully there's many more to come out of Arsenal Football Club that can go on and be, be as successful as Jack. Definitely. Uh, and obviously I've spoken to you a couple of times in other guises in, in recent years and you've been joining me from all around the world. I mean, your career over the last few years has taken you to some incredible and, and very, very diverse places, hasn't it? Which has been such a, a rich tapestry of, of life experience, I guess. Yeah, it's been um, a funny one because, like, if you'd asked me back then, I said to me, Rowan, uh, I said, do you think you... No, not even asked me. If you said to me, Rowan, you're going to go and play in all these countries and have this uh, very colourful career and learn another language or speak fluent Spanish, I would have said to you, oh, really? I would have thought you were lying, but it's um, something <laughs> that I've, um, I've had to enjoy. Um, it wasn't ideal initially because I wanted to stay in England, like, go and play for the England senior team because I'd play for under 21 stayed playing for Tottenham but I've had to kind of like embrace something um, I've enjoyed it I've played in four continents uh, um, 11 different countries like I said learned another language and met some amazing people um, enjoyed football in some places haven't enjoyed it in some other places have been paid in some haven't been paid in some other places <laughs> but it's been a, an adventure there's a book probably a movie a documentary in there somewhere and it's just been fantastic. So if I was going to ask you what has been your favourite place to live and, and maybe play football in, aside from this country, what would you say? That's a great, great question. I would say, for me, my favourite place to play and not necessarily play. I enjoy the playing, but in terms of living and lifestyle, for me, probably was Ecuador. The re reason being... The culture, the, the South American culture, is very similar to the culture that I grew up in, which is Jamaican culture. People are very warm. The food was amazing. Um, got to learn another language. The, the music. There was just a, a very. Um, there was there was music in the changing rooms, like of a nice nature. The players would get up and they'd be dancing together. It was just unbelievable. And like to this day, I'm an avid salsa dancer and love the South American food. Yeah, I can imagine nice and spicy as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ecuador, brilliant. Um, just as we let you go then, Rowan, what are you up to now? You're back in this country for a little while, aren't you? Um, what are your plans next? Well, at the moment, um, I'm looking for a team. Um, I'm looking to stay fit. And so hopefully I get an opportunity, I might get an opportunity here in England to keep playing. Might have to go back abroad, but at the moment I'm trying to stay in shape. So come January, I've got, um, I'm fit enough to go and walk into a team somewhere and sign. And also I'm working on some TV projects. So I'm in the works of doing something with Arsenal TV at the moment. Good. I'm also creating some of my own format that I'm going to be creating with some brands. 
And the next thing that I'm going into is uh, becoming a sports commercial agent. So the next three, hopefully I can play for another three years. I've started um, some work. I'm speaking to teams in England in the Premier League and in La Liga, I speak Spanish, and trying to merge um, c partnerships with global brands that want to increase their reach by being um, commercial partners with either clubs from the Premier League or clubs from La Liga because the, these two leagues are like massive platforms. They're like marketing like machines mm. for any companies that want to increase their global reach. It sounds like a fantastic plan and one I'm sure you'll be a, a big success in. And Ryan Ricketts, thanks very much indeed for coming on the podcast, mate. It's been great to catch up with you. I pre appreciate it. Look forward to coming back on. I'm Arsene Wenger and you're listening to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. And it's Adams, put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or oh, Charlie George, you can hit him. On the 25th of November 2003, the Gunners produced one of their greatest European performances of all time in beating Inter Milan 5-1 at the San Siro, that in the Champions League. Here's Thierry Henry and Ray Parler remembering the famous win. Cole, finding an attacking option. Augmenting Pires' efforts down this left-hand side. Here is Robert Pires. Sharp challenge, Henri Sharp, 1-0. from Vieri. This is Henri. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dory take the lead with just three minutes of the second half gone. It's Freddie Youngberg scoring for the third game in a row. Wedu's missed it. Martins is there. Turned away by Kamaloo. 
did push Vieri to the ground and try to get to it. It's not going to bother Arsenal because they've got Thierry Henry on the ball and Zanetti trying to catch up with him. Henry steps inside, Pires is there. Henry will have to do it alone. chances we took them uh, and, and it, was, it was a fantastic fantastic night full of travelling fans as well I'm sure they enjoyed the night uh, and I'm sure they can say to people that you know we was there when we beat Henton around 5-1 and, uh, and I can say I was skipper that night so which is which is fantastic but it was it was a great night and uh, that would definitely go down in history probably in Arsenal's history as one of the best European uh, victories of course, the 2003-04 season will go down in history for the Invincibles' undefeated league campaign, but it's still this win that's seen by many as the team's finest moment. Here's the boss with his memories of that special night. It was an amazing game because on the night uh, uh, we played without fear. I think it was a Repale and they do played central midfield. And, uh, of course, Thierry Henry uh, was in full power. And uh, on the night uh, we just clicked, all clicked, and uh, we played a, an extraordinary game. And I think even Aladier came on uh, in the last ten minutes and scored. So it was everybody contributed on the night, and it was a fantastic win. But we can celebrate as well. I think with that five-one, the fact that you have won basically everywhere in Europe, uh, you know, and. Uh, against any big club. Maybe Barcelona is the one we have not beaten away from home, but have made the draw. And uh, apart from that, we have beaten everybody away from home. We'll have another history lesson in next week's show, but now we're going to speak to another graduate of the Arsenal Academy. It's Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire is on the road to recovery after suffering a leg injury in pre-season. The England midfielder sat down with Arsenal media's Max Jones to talk about fatherhood and how family life has helped his recovery. So Jack, how has fatherhood changed you both personally and professionally over the last few years? I think personally it makes you, you grow up a lot. 
I, mean, I can't remember my life, much of my life before I had kids, but what I do remember is going to football, going home, playing on the PlayStation, just doing exactly anything I wanted. So it makes you grow up as a person, it makes you put other people first, because of course, you know, there's nothing more important than your kids. As a player? As a player, it was, it was strange, you know, because I was, I was out for a year when I had Archie, my first one, and you know, so when I, when I finally came back, he was running around playing football himself, so it was strange, but it does make you, you grow up and, and want to go out on the pitch and do them proud. Like you said, you, you were quite a young dad as well. Do you feel yourself dispensing some advice now to the, to the older players who are maybe having their first kid? Um, yeah, maybe not advice, but you sort of, not sympathise with them, but you see what they're going, they're going to go through, you know, the worry, the stress, and, and you can understand what they're going to go through. You mentioned there, with the injury, you've, you've had more chance to uh, spend some time at home with your kids. Is that kind of a silver lining on the whole injury? Yeah, that does help when you go home. So you're working longer days when you're injured than when, when you're fit. So I'm probably in now from nine till, I'm not getting home till four, but when you get home and you, you know, you, you get in the door and you see them and they run up to you and say, oh, Daddy, we missed you. It is nice and does make it worth it. Mm. How much does it help, though? You know, when you come into the gym, you're thinking about maybe getting home to that afterwards. Does it spur you on a bit more? Yeah, I think, as I said before, I can't really remember my life without them, so I think it must help, yeah. And just finally, approaching Christmas, of course, what's Christmas going to be like in the Wilshire household this year? Um, it's going to be this this year will probably be the first one where they they sort of both understand so it's, it'll be crazy you know I've, my son's already asking me when he goes to bed oh is it Christmas in the morning so you can imagine what it's going to be like. Have you already had the uh, request for the presents yet? I have I've sort of sort of like handed it over to, to Father Christmas he keeps saying to me well when can I ask him when can I ask him? Jack was playing some of the best football of his career before this latest injury setback and he offers that drive and ability to carry the ball from midfield that no one else in that position truly can. Well, from one silky dribbler to another now, we're going to speak to Adrian Clark next. Adrian Clark will be in the host chair for the match day show on Sunday for the Gunners' trip to Carrow Road to take on Norwich City. Ada, a silky dribbler, as we were just saying. Well, I'm very happy. Day. I'm very happy with that comparison. I'm not sure I was quite as silky as young Jack is, but I'll take it. <laughs> so Norwich City next up, four points off the relegation zone. What do you think they'll make of their return to the big time so far? I think so far so good, really, for Alex Neal's men. They've obviously suffered the odd defeat or two but that's, you're going to have to expect that when you're a newly promoted club. They didn't spend silly money in the summer. Most of the players were involved in their promotion campaign. And I've been quite impressed with them. They've obviously had one or two hiccups along the way. I think defensively, they haven't been especially solid. But one or two players have really stood out for them. And I think that, I think that the signs suggest they're more than capable of staying in the division. Yeah, for me, actually, having been very good for a while, I don't think John Ruddy's had the greatest of seasons mm. in goal, which maybe has instilled a bit of a lack of confidence in front of him. Yeah, they've only kept one clean sheet in the Premier League, and that was in their last home match, actually, against Swansea City. So, so that was a boost for Ruddy. But, yeah, considering he's got a really good reputation, he's made one or two rickets, he's not 
the most comfortable dealing with crosses. So maybe that's something Arsenal can consider ahead of kickoff. Mm. So as you mentioned, the Swansea win. There was a last-minute loss to Manchester City. Mm. Chelsea game, of course, was close mm. as well, wasn't it? So they can be quite well ordered. They can. Yeah, I think they've learned and, and adapted as they've gone on, gone along. Really, in the Championship, they were the team that were on the front foot, monopolising the ball, and, and they played a really attacking brand of football. But I think they quickly realised that in the, in the top flight, they need to have another string to their bow, and they've learned that in recent weeks. And a really interesting managerial clash this. You've got young Alex Neil and obviously Arsene Wenger as well. Yeah, and it's a new challenge for Arsene Wenger, isn't it, to, to pit his wits against uh, young Scott, who's got a great reputation. I think players really enjoy working with him. And in the Championship, the impact he made last season was incredible on that dressing room. They, they were floundering and he turned them around brilliantly. So I think this is a guy we're going to hear a lot about in the future. So looking at the game a bit more closely then, Adrian, where do you think Norwich will be dangerous? I think they'll be dangerous from counter-attacks, actually, because the new way that they're setting themselves up is to sit off, sacrifice possession and put numbers behind the ball, like West Brom did to Arsenal at the Hawthorns. And that's a problem because they've got the likes of Brady on the left wing. I like him. Yeah, uh, who has been playing at left back. He's now at left wing, which is probably his best position. You've got Redmond, who's a flyer on the other flank. And you've Not got Ember Carney, who reminds me of a young Didier Drogba up top. Obviously, there's a long way to go before before he can reach those heights. But he's that style. So on the breakaway, Norwich have the type of players that could hurt Arsenal. Mm. What about their weaknesses? We've talked potentially about Ruddy and, and those in front of him, but where could Arsenal maybe exploit yeah. them? I think the first goal is important, so a fast start will hurt Norwich more than anything else here. If, if the Gunners can, can score in the first period... It will change Norwich's game plan completely and maybe throw them off course. When I look at the personnel, the two centre-backs, I think, are the, are the weak links, really. Bassong, Bennett, they're not awful players, but at Premier League level, they're certainly not among the best. If we can get at them, and by getting at them, I mean get runners in support of Olivier Giroud, so we've got two, three men really mm. looking to be incisive in central areas, then we can hurt them. Mm, absolutely. So just a couple of quick ones to finish. As ever, what would be your key head-to-head -head battleground? Key head-to-head? -head? Well, I think Wes Houlihan will probably play. He didn't play last time out. He often features in the home games at Carrow Road. If he starts in the hole, Matthew Flamini, in place of uh, the injured Francis Coquelin, has a big job to do because Houlihan's really creative. OK, and in a sentence, how do you beat Norwich? You beat Norwich by playing fast pass and move football and I mean fast pass and move football Arsenal are capable of it they didn't produce it against West Brom they need to in this game so another big weekend ahead for Arsenal and Adrian you've also been hobnobbing with a celebrity Arsenal fan in the build up to his big weekend haven't yeah. you yes I have I managed uh, to catch up with James DeGale ahead of his world title fight against Lucien Boutte in Canada this weekend uh, and this is the chat we had Right, great to see you, mate. Um, obviously, you're very excited about the, the, the upcoming fight with Lucien Boutte. And um, what made you have the press conference here in the Diamond Club? Well, obviously, everyone knows that I'm a I'm a I'm a Guna and uh, I'm a season ticket holder. But uh, my team just decided to come down here because hopefully next summer I could defend my title. Here. That's that's hopefully hopefully the plan. So. Uh, yeah, it's just nice to come down and get and get like a feeling. Is that the dream then? Long, long well, term. That, well, that is the dream. Obviously, uh, we had a massive fight last year at Wembley, uh, eighty thousand people. But obviously, I'm a diehard Guna from North West London. It'd be a dream come true if I 
card defending my title. Yeah, I was there for that fight. It was a great yeah. performance. Seems like you like the like the big the big stadium the fights. Big, the big stadium. And, and, big you, and, and you get some support here, wouldn't you, with everybody oh, well, knowing you're a gooner? Yeah. Of course, uh, I've been on the pitch before. Uh, and yeah, obviously I'm a season ticket holder, so I'm from over here and I know a lot. A lot, a lot of people, so uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You say you're season ticket holder, whereabouts you sit in the ground? I'll take you, you're not, you're not a member of the Diamond Club just oh, yet. No, 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 not just yet. Just give me a couple, let me unify the titles. Maybe they'll step me up. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, a lot of boxers, um, we've seen it with Josh Warrington, he got Vinnie Jones to, to walk, the, walk the belt into the ring. Um, um, Wayne Rooney's been involved yeah. with fighters before. If you could like pick, pick or choose an Arsenal player, past or present, to, to, oh, to bring with you on it. Okay, well, past, yeah, I'd go with Birdcamp or uh, Ian Wright, of course. Yeah. yeah. And present, I'd go with uh, Chamber, Ch- Chamberlain, yeah. or uh, o- Oxlade, or. Uh, Ooh. Have you, got to, have you got to meet any of the players? Of course, yeah. Uh, Kieran Gibbs, sorry, I know his brother pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Jaden, yeah. uh, I've known him for a while. So, yeah, I've been out and I've socialised with, 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 with Kieran a couple like, a couple times. I've met a couple, like, a couple of boys out on nights out or just at different venues or different events. So, yeah. So, if you fight nice. here, maybe they'll get the, they'll oh, get the phone call. Yeah, of course, of course, they will, yeah. Come back, it's a call, of course. Um, your trainer across Jim McDonald, he's, yeah. a, he's a fanatical goon. Oh, he's, um, he's dark. He's uh, dark. What's, it, what's it like in the gym? I mean, it, is, it, is there a lot of Arsenal okay. chat after training? Oh, Jim, don't stop. All His life is my coach. Life <laughs> is boxing and Arsenal. I swear to God, he honestly, you speak to him. <laughs> Die hard, he's been a senior ticket holder for about 20 years. The guy's crazy. Yeah. So, so if the team's going for a bad patch, does he, does he work it out a bit harder? A little does he bit, take it out on you? Oh, yeah, he's a bit moody in this year, and he probably <laughs> does put me through it a bit harder for a bit. Like, this year he does. <laughs> um, I know you did a piece with Hector Bellerin, didn't you? Um, yeah. You, you took, him, took him boxing training. Yeah, I took him boxing training. Um, yeah, how much you enjoy that? I really, really enjoyed that. And if you ask him, I think he enjoyed it as well. But yeah. he found out how hard the boxing training is. Mm. He was like, Jane, this is hard. It's hard shit. Yeah, like, yeah. What you go through, John. You know well, he's done all right on the back of it. Have you been following his progress? Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. He's been playing very well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, good. And if you were to flip it around, maybe yeah. join in with the Arsenal, Arsenal training session, how do you think you'd fare? Do you know what? I think I'd, I'd be all right. But as I say, like, Football, fitness, and training yeah. is totally different to the boxing side. Like with the boxing, it's, like, you do a lot of strength and it's a lot of like think in clinches, you're pulling and pushing and whatever. Where them, there's a lot of like agility and they're sprinting. Like that Bellerin does like 60 meters and like something stupid, yeah. so he yeah. would leave me. You know what I'm <laughs> but over like 400 meters, I'll leave them. Would you? You think yeah, so? 400 meters? Yeah. Like, Go on, 400 meters? Like, Go on. 400 meters, 800 meters, 1600 meters. I'm, well, oh, you have to be super some fit. Some six minute mark, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to be super fit to be a boxer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, do you think you, you, do you think footballers can learn a little bit from, from the way the boxers train? 100%. I've heard in the past uh, a lot of, uh, in their like, pre season, like when they're getting back to fitness they've done a bit of boxing training yes it's good for them it's good for them obviously the strength obviously the the, the fitness it's good boxing world champion james de gale speaking to our very own adrian clark there and remember the match day show kicks off from 3 45 p.m uk time on sunday log on to arsenal.com and the arsenal mobile app for all the build-up and then uninterrupted audio commentary of the game 
That's full time on this week's show. My thanks to Jack Wilshire, Rowan Ricketts, James DeGale and Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Don't forget you can tweet your questions to the podcast by using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. And remember, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button on iTunes, do so and you'll never miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 30th of November. And until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast on iTunes or listen to a new show every Monday on arsenal.com and SoundCloud. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.